Inker over the set piece. Whipped in awkwardly past Ingram and headed in for 2 0. Ben Wilmot scored in the defeat against Reading and scores a goal now that he hopes will lead to a first win under Alec Neal for Stoke City. Friday evening it is the Anytime Notebook returning for the second time this week. It was a profitable spot in midweek as well. Uh, more about that in a second. First off, though, as always, joining me, uh, John, uh, at Set Piece Hero on Twitter. John, how are you? Good evening. Uh, very well, yeah. It's a bit cold up here in the kind of north of England, but yeah, we're having a, a decent week. It's the second episode in a week. What's going on? Uh, it's good. We we're too wise, right? We're too. I'm I, I'm averse to say we're kind of too old and wise, but we 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 know better than to be too self congratulatory and give ourselves a pat on the back. But I, I have done the counting up this week, as you as you always tend to do, right? You always you always fill in your P and L uh, spreadsheets with a little more vigor when you've just backed a winner uh, instead of when you've backed a loser. Yes. But um, yeah, seven episodes, uh, five winners: eleven to one, eleven to two, twenty to one, fourteen to one, and now eighteen to one. Ben Wilmot in the week as well. Um, good to have a midweek winner because I, I can never remember the last winner I had in a, on a midweek slate, but it was nice all the same. Uh, I thought the great thing about the, the the Ben Wilmot shout in the week, not just a winner, but we basically described exactly how Ben Wilmot was going to score as well. Aidan Flint takes two defenders with him. Wilmot taps in at the far post. Lovely 18-1 to 1 winner. Um, I, we, I think, John, it, it, we were just talking before we started about the, the wouldn't it be nice to get a couple up and our Warsaw centre-half, Daniels, came very close to doing that kind of late on in, in, in Warsaw's draw at home to, uh, who was it, Colchester. Um, but um, yeah. great, great, great shout there. As always, good, good, good bet. Just uh, just needed it to, to to fall the other side of the woodwork, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those where, at the time, I had a message from someone saying oh, it was a world class save, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Um, but when I watched it back, I wasn't annoyed. You know, he, he hit it well from just inside the box, and it was a good save. You know, not a great save. So, like you say, it's one of those things. That I'm not sure it was a good bet. I mean, he didn't have a lot else going on in the game, but. Walsall seemed a bit flat until about the 60th minute when they made the changes. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like everything. If it goes in, you think, oh, fantastic bet. And if it doesn't, you know, you're not so happy with it. But, you know, they're the margins in this in this sort of thing we're doing. They are indeed. Uh, um, we spoke about um, team selection at Ipswich, I guess, and Edmondson wasn't yeah, it's in It's going well for me, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were we were we 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 said it was a you know a price based on the fact that he got in the side. It does seem looking at the team news when it released, it does seem odd why he why he's not in. I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't yeah. in the bench, I think, did he? So there's probably uh, have you have you more. seen that um, Burgess has picked up a serious injury though? So okay, I don't know. Uh, some kind of think it's a facial injury. I think it's going to be out for a few months. So if he's definitely wow. if he's not in the squad this weekend, they're definitely a problem. Mm. Um, the other selection was Kizzy at Sutton. I don't really know what more we can say about Sutton. You know, Kizzy didn't have a chance midweek, but Louis John had one saved. Even Kobe Rowe had a chance 
another great spot mm. against Hartlepool this weekend. But I'm kind of I don't want to waste any more airtime saying what we already know. You know, one of that back line definitely turns up soon. Hartlepool's a great spot, as we said this weekend. I don't know who it is. I'm not sure if I'm backing any of them at the prices. I think Sutton set piece talk is just it feels like the one that's going to get away really and the one that we just um you know we can't follow them off a cliff every single week but um they'll they'll no doubt go in and we'll we'll rue the opportunity but that's the, the i guess that's the, the game you play when you when you're back in goal scores you cannot back them all every week Any, anything else take your kind of notebook eye during the week uh just just what did you think of dom hyam's goal for blackburn i know you're a big fan uh, maybe, yeah, not quite. It was a um, what was it? A, a, a hard hit volley uh, into the back of the net, which which normally summed oh, up was lovely. most of most of his first touches uh, last year. I actually, it, I guess the defensive display that we put in against Luton midweek um, kind of sh- probably showcased that we do miss Hyam. But I'm not, I'm not sure if time will tell that. I think Hyam was the one that I was happy to to, to see go. I think he's um. His distribution had left a lot to be desired, but good to see him score. And to be fair to the lad, he did look like moving away from Coventry is something that he didn't want to do, which you can't say about every player. So, um, so yeah, good, good, good luck to him. And um, I guess uh, talking about kind of Coventry, watch the Luton game. The second half was much, much better. It felt, um, it felt more like some of the some of the performances we put in last year. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we can kick on. You know that that we, we were. Birmingham this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised to see us put in another good performance. That it certainly felt like a, a turning point for, for Coventry fans, which it needs to be because we're still sat at the bottom of the league. So, um, um, should we uh, should we head into what feels like a a nice coupon? I think this weekend, John. Um, did you want to lead us off with your with your nap? Um, uh, we, we share notes beforehand, and you, I must say your nap was one that I was I was very taken with. Yeah, you've. Uh, I think I mentioned him to you before last season, or maybe even the season before. But the nap is Tariq Uwukwe for Crew at home to Crawley. Sixteens uh, is the best price. Now he's a young player. Been looking for an opportunity to back him for a while, and this could be it. He was a regular scorer for Chelsea in the youth ranks, which you, you don't put too much straw on that, but it shows he can score goals. And he did get four in twenty-one for Accrington when he was on loan there. Um, he was a bit in and out of the side when he was on loan there, but that shows he can score at senior level. And I think he's been a bit of a victim of his versatility because he's played right back, left back, uh, defensive midfield, centre midfield, attacking midfield. He even played up front for Accrington. Um, one of those players that can play anywhere. I don't think it always helps when you're a young player because you don't get settled in the team. Um, since he's gone to crew on a free in the summer, he has played, let me just check my notes, he's played the full game, every game, apart from twice when he was withdrawn late on. So that's more encouraging. Now, why he's caught my eye for this weekend, firstly, Crawley has still given up quite a, quite a lot of chances and quite a lot on the uh, on the statistics, so it's not a bad opponent. And in midweek, he played as part of a three behind the one main striker. Now, I heard Alex Morris, the crew manager, he didn't seem overly pleased with how it worked, but he seems like a level-headed character, and he did say that I need to give it more time. So I think he could be there again, which makes the 16s big. Uh, even if he plays in the centre midfield, it's, it's still fine. He does love a bit of a pot shot from bad positions, which uh, we uh, we don't really like. But he, he's not done loads this season, but he's, he's set up a couple of goals. He's getting in that sort of area, and his average... 
uh, position is more advanced as the season has progressed. He's also taken a few free kicks in good areas. So, yeah, just to summarise, if he plays in the slightly deeper role, then I think the price is okay. If he plays in the same position as midweek, I'm very happy with the price. So, at the top price to 16s, we'll give a spin to Tariq Awukwe. Love it. Thank you, John. Uh, my nap... Um, Struggled to see, struggled to decide what my nap and my next best was. So I put them both on equal footing. We'll start off with um, with Rob Atkinson though for Bristol City, who's the one I want to back uh, twenty five to one against Burnley here. A, a nice little spot for Bristol City, I think. Burnley just a little bit sloppy. Um, you know, Jordan Story gets on the end of some head tennis after a corner to score for Preston in midweek. That West Brom equaliser was coming a mile off in the one one draw prior to that. And that was all about you know more indecision in the in the Burnley box. Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace you know, posed enough aerial problems in the 2-0 win against Millwall I even went all the way back and, and Dan Potts finished off a lovely move for, for Luton where, you know, again where Burnley just just can't get out of their own way you know my overall opinion in Burnley is that, that they're to be got at and I think Bristol City feel like just the kind of game that you know, Vincent Company knows he should be beating but a tough outfit to face at the moment City creating plenty top scorers in the division I think Nigel Pearson knows that they can't not be on the front foot so he's got to take the game to his opposition I think this Tommy Conway looks like a superstar good set piece delivery from Kai Naismith they, they mix it up plenty from set pieces Atkinson is just one of those that's constantly trying to free himself from his marker already scored this season against Cardiff he's the kind of player every time I think about backing him you always have to scroll down on Ozchecko I don't know why but even in his Oxford days he was always kind of like overpriced Um, there was a bit of money yeah 30 to 1 I kind of looked at him yesterday there's been a bit of money around for him already so a bit of blue but not too much um, that puts me off backing him because he's still available at 25 to 1 I think that's a good price for him Bob Atkinson, Bristol City against Burnley. Yeah, this was not someone I expected. When when you start looking at it, the programme, this this player would have been, I don't even think he would have been in my mind at all. So sometimes that's a good thing or not. Um, it's Ryan Delaney from Walkham at Forest Green, uh, 22 to 1 best price. Uh, this is now a Morecambe podcast, obviously. We're, we've always been big fans of them. <laughs> After your Jensen Weir, we've got a bit of favouritism towards them now. Jens, Jensen um, Weir, Kevin Ellison, and now who have we got? <laughs> yeah, Ryan Delaney, yeah. Um, the, 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 first look, the first look in this game was, OK, Morecambe have conceded twice from a corner again in midweek against Sheffield Wednesday. Look for someone for Forest Green, but there's no one there. There's no one really you can look at the prices at all. Um, I had another look, and Delaney had a header sneak past the post against Wednesday. And I say, he's never really come on my radar. I've definitely never backed him before, but he's got a decent career record. He's got 15 in 180, which is pretty good for the teams he's played for. Um, and I, as I mentioned last week, I'm not convinced this Forest Green makeshift backline is as solid as it looks. So... I've taken another look at their game against Charlton in midweek and Ryan Innes, who's got no career record at all, really, uh, certainly a lot worse than Delaney had, three or four free headers in the last 20 minutes, um, most of which he didn't really connect with properly, but there's definitely something there. Now, this is a game that um, I saw an interview with um, Derek Adams, the Morecambe manager, 
And I think, like you said last week, League One really is three leagues this year, or maybe even four. And he was talking like, you know, they're really going to go for this game, which I'm sure Forest Green are as well, because they'll look at it as a winnable game. So I can see this being quite open. So at the prices, I'm going to take, and it is a flyer, with Ryan Delaney at 22 to 1. Next best for me, uh, we spent plenty of time midweek talking about holes, changes in fortunes. We said before uh, Tuesday's podcast, four goals conceded from set pieces. We're going to make that five after um, Ben Wilmot for Stoke in midweek. Uh, Hull visits Swansea on Saturday, where it's about time, John, that Andy Parslow started uh, pulling his finger out because the new oh, set yes. piece coach you know, hasn't got a goal in the four column yet. But I just wonder whether Ben Cabango is just starting to showcase the fruits of working with Parslow. It's been a strange journey for Cabango. In and out of Russell Martin's side as he tinkered last year. Seen off summer arrival Harry Darling, who's only starting the last month, came when Cabango was suspended. Back in the Wales picture. All of that sounds nice. But the big thing for us is he's getting on the end of a few more chances. Um, the, 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 the data tells you 0.06 XG per 90 last season. Upgraded that to 0.12 XG per 90 this season. Obviously, only a handful of games, so smaller sample sizes. But looking back on a game-by-game kind of chance um, uh, availability, a couple of good chances against Sheffield United in the week. Another couple of good chances. In fact, even better chances, I think, against QPR the week before. On a nice roll, a nice, you know, a back post loiterer, just like Wilmot was, you know, does the same fate await Hull on Saturday. We get a good price to find out. Ben Cabango, 22-1. to 1. Drifted ever so slightly since we had a little chat about him on Twitter last night. But Ben Cabango for Swansea is the next best. Uh, John, we we normally send each other our notes the day before. And I think it's probably fair to say there was a even more that we could have put up in and amongst the four that we have done already. Who else caught your eye in terms of good prices and good spots this week? Yeah, there's a few. Um, a couple of kind of obvious ones. First of all, you've got... Um, I know you want to talk about uh, Bristol Rovers in a second, but you've got Jack Diamond for Lincoln uh, at the standout. It is a shorty, but at the standout 7-2, that looks absolutely fine. Uh, now that he took the penalty against Derby in midweek and scored. Uh, 7-2 to in this game would be probably just about right without the penalties. So if you're looking for a shorty, then Jack Diamond at 7-2 to for Lincoln is fine. Uh, on the shorter side again, but not quite as short, you've got uh, Robbie Gotts for Barrow at 8-1. to um, 0.4 XG midweek versus Donny. Um, he just looks like he's growing into himself now at Barrow. Um, he's had quite a lot of career games for his age and he's, again, he's playing a little bit more advanced. Uh, Barrow obviously going very well under Pete Wilde, doing a great job there. Um, a couple other ones which are more on the injury side of things and situational. Um, Exeter seem to have a bit of an injury crisis in defence. Uh, Chiek Diabate is out injured. Uh Alex Hartridge came back midweek on as a sub and it looks like he's probably going to have to start here, which I don't think they wanted to do. Uh, Matty Taylor said in the local press that they haven't got any money to cover even free agents because they're over budget already. Now, they shipped two to Shrewsbury in midweek, but Messrs Pennington and Dunkley, we, we know how good they are, so that's not really 
I'm not saying that's uh, like proving my th- possible theory. Um, problem is Burton not really a side that I can get with at the moment. I, I know you've liked Sam Hughes in the past. What do you think about him here or Burton yeah. in general? Yeah, it, it, always you know good from an XG point of view. If I, I did back in midweek and I strolled into the, the living room and saw him come up on the Soccer Saturday ticker at the bottom, I thought it was an OG. Luckily, but I thought then that you know it's always the you, you see a name pop up and you go yeah yeah, and then you realise it's a, a goal. I hadn't backed him, but I yeah. thought that was he's he's definitely due. You know he's been in, been in the notebook plenty of times and. Um, yeah, just a case of just finding finding the right spot for him, which yeah could be if, if, if he's at the right price. I haven't looked this week, but certainly on the radar. Yeah, the um, the other game that's interesting to me is Carlisle against Wimbledon. Now Wimbledon seem at a bit of a crossroads already early on in the season. I know. Now they went to a four three three in midweek, um, and according to a couple of people that I read on Twitter, that are very good for Wimbledon. Um, they just looked like they hadn't trained enough with it and they looked like they'd never seen the formation before and, and they had 10 days to prepare there. So that's a worrying sign to me. Um, now, one interesting change that they made during that game is uh, Nathan Coombs was injured. He was playing right-sided of the front three and they actually brought on Paul Paul Osso, who's a defender normally, to play as a right-sided front player. Now, there's not a lot you can do with that information because I, he very rarely starts. Um but if he if somehow he did start and you and we could figure out he was in that role, then <laughs> obviously twenty fives would be an auto bet. Um, just an aside, really, because I don't think he'll start. Um, now Wimbledon, uh, Nick Sanif has looked increasingly shaky in goal. Second mistake in two games uh, for Guffrey's goal that just fell through him in midweek. Uh, they've signed Will Yaskalainen. I wouldn't say he's a massive upgrade, but he may come in here. Uh, Wimbledon have now conceded pretty much the most goals from set-piece in the league. Now, we've talked about Carlisle enough, really, but Huntington's obvious, but 12 doesn't really get me excited. So the the old friend, Jack Armour, not been mentioned for two weeks. You know, He, he must, be, <laughs> must be wondering where we've gone. Uh, 17s. I'm sort of I'm in an iron. I don't think he's great, but it's not bad. Um, I just feel that Wimbledon are at that stage where it could click, but if they are going to persist with this new formation, and the old one wasn't working that well, they might be vulnerable for a few more games with the changes in goal as well, potentially. John, I know you said Paul Huntington is, is too short at 12s, but what if I told you? What if I told oh, don't, you don't. it was his birthday tomorrow? <laughs> Does that, oh, that make it's any difference? It's the birthday system. You know, 12s is not enough. Yeah. 12s is not enough. We all no, know. No, we all know about the it's birthday okay, system. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, the birthday system has a similar strike rate to the old club system <laughs> and the uh, the other one that I've forgotten now, which is uh, about, I think it's about 92% the birthday system, isn't it? I think, you know, it, it literally, a car. Give or and, take. Wimbledon are basically guaranteed to throw one in. I think that's how it works. They throw one in for Huntingdon, let him have a free header in the, in the six-yard box. But um, I, I've seen a few um, Carlisle Shrewdies kind of talk, still talking up Jack Armour. Um, so yeah, he, he's oh dear. probably about probably about time. Yeah, probably about time. I'm gonna, but, yeah. I'm gonna back him again here, aren't I? I can, I can sense it. <laughs> some some plenty to plenty to go with there. You mentioned about the Bristol Rovers. Um, I was desperately yes. searching around for to back Bobby Thomas against Lincoln. Um, 
and then forgot that he was suspended. I think Alfie Kilgore as well, right? So both of those those centre halves are, are gone. It, it, Bristol Rovers, it, it, plenty of kind of anti-Bristol Rovers sentiment, I guess. But that probably, you know, for me personally, it doesn't extend necessarily to a home game against Lincoln. Just someone who, just out of interest, left back Trevor Clark, you know, started his second league game for for Rovers this season. Um, he. He started left of a front three against Dipswich. Nothing much came Bristol Rovers' way, full stop. But as you're just cycling through, as we both do, you're just cycling through the, the starting lineups and where people are. Trevor Clark looked like one that was, you know, still priced up with Unibet on the basis that he was a left back, but he was certainly kind of left of left of the front three. If you've got access to a Unibet account at two p.m. on a Saturday, then then that price there is a great one. Although if he does start and score. I don't know how much longer that Unibet account will last for. Um, looks like a prime spot, I think, for with those two centre-halves being out, like you said, a prime spot for, for Lincoln set-pieces. But you're better than me if you can you can find a runner in that field. I, I put up two selections. There was an, I could have easily put up three. Um, listening to a few kind of like podcasts. I know, I know people are kind of looking at this Northampton-Rochdale game in, in, in League Two. And I think, correctly... People are. We know that the data is telling us that Northampton are giving up plenty, and there's perhaps a little bit of vulnerability that the league table isn't showing. But I do think, you know, they are, they are volatile. They do, you know, for every for every three one against Barrow, they're putting in, you know, shocking defensive displays against Crawley and Crew. I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking back on Sunday morning at the biggest price winners and that Rochdale are that one, particularly as Rochdale beat them at, you know, twice last year, 3-1 at Sixfields included in that. Just for the goal scorer-wise, I couldn't, wouldn't be able to resist a, a small bet on Sam Graham, who I know we, we've both kind of mentioned a bit over the, over the last few years. At the start of last season, he was one of those yeah. players, you know, fully on the, fully on the, in the notebook list. But he's missed four months over Christmas, got a couple of his starts under his belt, got on the end of a cross against Orient this week. I, I think he's a threat. Um, the data isn't showing that he is, but look, um, he, they put him up at 50-1 to 1 for, for no reason, really. So if I had a third pick, I'd certainly be putting up Sam Graham for Rochdale against what I do think is a... Is a is a vulnerable Northampton price um, on um, on Saturday, and then you know Rochdale have got like a good record there, and um, you know probably probably a little bit of value in the in the away price there. So Sam Graham is one that I could have easily put up elsewhere. Just one more I had. So you know we we spoke a bit. You know you you've put up one, I've put up another one. But if we're talking overpriced players in a front three. Jonathan Williams, I thought, was too big uh, for Swindon. It was seven to one when I backed him yesterday, but slightly short win price now. But thirteen to two is still a good price. Swindon head to Doncaster. Um, if you go back, John, if you go back three weeks, you're probably looking at Doncaster and saying their league position is hiding some, you know, expected goals against frailties. And if you look at Swindon, then the, their league position's not doing them justice. So some some decent attacking numbers, and three weeks later. Both of those things are probably evening themselves out. Donny looked vulnerable. Swindon scored three on Tuesday. I like the Swindon price here, and I like the the thirteen to two for for Jonathan Williams as well. John, a weekend of watching football anywhere? Uh, I haven't decided yet, to be honest, mate. But yeah, I think I might try and get to a game. Um, I haven't actually thinking about it from a. Visiting point of view, let me have a very quick look. Uh, I might 
Donny on at home. Oh, Donny, yeah, I might go to Donny versus Swindon. I might head to. Um, I might. I might take my um, my my placard that asks for Sam Graham's shirt. Take it to Northampton <laughs> um, and see if I can sit in the Rochdale away end, which I imagine would be, as usual, quite quiet, and um, and uh, do a bit of um, Sam Graham fanboying, maybe, and uh, try and will one over the line for him at a at a huge price there. Hey, John, good to talk to you as always. Um, let's um, wish everyone. A, a lucky weekend whatever you're back in let us know on, on all the social media channels it's always good to find out um, and I guess John we'll see everyone next week yep good luck to everybody and let's have a few winners this weekend mm-hmm.